talk show. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So glad to have everybody back here with us today on this wonderful, amazing Thursday, chilly Thursday. They're trying to tell us, J.C., that if we uh, that the Midwest is going to be so cold tonight that antifreeze will actually freeze in vehicles. So we're talking about a cold one. Wow. Global warming and all that kind of stuff. I don't where, know where, where is this? They said the Midwest. That antifreeze will freeze in vehicles? That's what the Weather Channel said on my little alert thingy, Bobby. Antifreeze. Hmm. Freezing in vehicles. Wow. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> I was wondering, because I'm not like the brightest one in all of, you know, I don't know all that stuff about antifreeze. I'm a biochemist, but I don't know anything about antifreeze. And I kept thinking, I'm pretty sure it gets really cold in Montana and northern Wisconsin. And they have antifreeze up there. And it doesn't freeze. 
right? I know you have to plug in your vehicles up way up north there, and that's so something else doesn't freeze in there, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. Very interesting. So let's let's say hello to people in our chat room, JC. We've got uh, uh, government watchdogs in the house, Pennsylvania. Uh, Sonny, my legal assistant is from Pennsylvania, so Ooh. I always like seeing Pennsylvania people here. Uh, Illinois, uh, Val's in the in Chile, Denver. She says, Chile, mm -hmm. Denver. Is it gonna antifreeze? Gonna freeze in Denver? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I got some trolls with us today too, JC. Look at trolls? that trolls. What trolls? Oh, you know the people who come along. Oh, Mr. Wallace, you're yeah. tracking all the sex offender. Um, yeah, yeah. People. He thinks that we're Trump sycophants. I think maybe. No, I, I don't guess know. I don't maybe know. Maybe not a troll. Maybe just asking legitimate questions. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know uh, a lot of those names, but I yeah. was. I was taking note. Thank you. You Ms. were. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Wallace. It's uh, yeah. Cool. Interesting information. I had not heard that, George. Uh, what was the other one? George Nader and Ralph Shorty. Yep. We'll look into that. I'm not familiar with it. I, I remember um, it sounds, I mean, it sounds similar to Epstein. And there was another guy. What was the one guy? Um, was a Clinton guy uh, smoking crack at his desk and, and uh, all this kind of uh, underage boys and that mm -hmm. thing. So very similar. It is, it is amazing um, how that, that sort of stuff, the pedophilia and, and, and all this crazy stuff um, spans administrations. I mean, yeah. I, obviously, Mr. Wallace, anti-Trump guy, which is fine. Um, but it's interesting how that it spans mm -hmm. administrations. So it's like the no matter who's in office, you have yeah. there's this yeah. massive because I, I remember Republican, Democrat. It didn't matter. Like no. every every administration, there's. Uh, well, which, which, which now you get, you, you get blasted as some conspiracy theories, crazy QAnon, whatever, when these are public, public news stories of right. numerous, uh, well, you know, you've got all and child molestation, Hollywood and all the Hollywood ties remember, and decades of, young, yeah, of child well, stars uh, coming out and right. talking about all that's of Hollywood. I'm stuff. talking about in DC and the political stuff. So I just you, don't you think had there's way any back separation between no I understand but I'm just trying realms, so. saying what he's talking about yeah. you know Trump campaign Trump administration da 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 um it's every administration like there are stories like that in every administration remember the I forget what the one guy was back in uh seemed like it was Bush administration maybe and it was the um the pages the young page yeah. boys yeah right 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 uh, right in there so uh -huh. just crazy yes mr wallace we love your freedom of speech so but just as a you. public service announcement you don't have freedom of speech on my show no but it's you're my but show we're not gonna block so you for sharing you. news information Unless about you get you know we child block, molesters we do block people that that are nasty and mean and obnoxious yeah. but because yeah, you I, don't I, have i, I don't here, uh, so. i don't doubt i don't doubt there's some bad actors. Uh, Elkhart, Indiana in the house. We've got uh, people from all over the country once again. Oh, Bixby, Oklahoma. I don't think we've ever had a Bixby, Oklahoma before. I'm seeing a lot of new people in our chat room today. This is really, really exciting. So here we are. Should we make uh, Shirley tired? She doesn't believe there are Why doesn't she child want, molesters. She says, don't want to listen <laughs> to you. <laughs> Why are you here, Shirley? 
Surely, get a life if you don't want to <laughs> listen to us. You can clog out. <laughs> Click, turn on, and go. I don't uh, type. I don't want to listen. And it was like the whole effort no. of typing in our chat room. You, I don't want to don't, listen to you, you. You don't actually have to. <laughs> you don't actually have it's to. Weird. That's very weird. That's care very to, very weird. Care to Happy uh, welcome to all our D Live people, JC. Uh, D Live, we have. Uh, uh, Frank sending people over from D Live. We got Maryland in the house, Clearwater, Florida, Fort Worth, Texas, uh, the Old Dominion. I don't know what the you know what that is. The Old Dominion, Virginia, Virginia. Oh, is that Virginia? Let's see, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So here's our story. Our first story of the day. Uh, we have share screen, Chrisanne. Wisconsin governor. Okay, Wisconsin of all places is Wisconsin like. A blue state? Is it like full of it's a liberal crazy people? It, Leftist socialists? No, it's it's a, it's a it's similar to Florida. It's kind of 50-50. Uh -huh. It's a close swing state, you know. So, so it's a split. Here's the story. The the Wisconsin legislators actually moved to repeal the governor's orders because shock and awe. The governor doesn't have a constitutional authority to issue orders to be obeyed like laws, as all the constitutions in the state state that there's a separation of powers, that governors aren't lawmakers and governors don't have the authority to issue laws. And so they they repeal his order. So the governor says, I'm just going to make a new order. Right. You guys got a king there in Wisconsin. He says, if the legislature keeps playing politics and we don't keep wearing masks, we're going to see more preventable deaths and whatever. It doesn't matter, Governor. You don't have the authority. You've got Republican State Senator Steve Nass says, we have a lawless governor. Yes, you do have a lawless governor if you have a governor that's writing laws because your constitution doesn't give you the authority to do that. And what's amazing, JC, all on the state level, you have all these people talking about, well, what about the Emergency Powers Act? There's no authority for these Emergency Powers Act people. They cannot expand the federal, you cannot expand your governor's authority beyond delegation in the constitution by legislative act. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy. So I was, I was really happy to see the Wisconsin legislators stepping up and checking their executive branch. We need more, we need more state legislators to come in and check their, their legislative branches and, and do this. And here's the thing. Remember, it's not just about being active. It's about being persistent, right? So obviously the governor's got a bit of persistence in his bones, right? You're just going to tell me no. Well, I'm just going to do it anyway. Mm. Well, the persistence has to continue. You have got to get your legislators to say, fine, write a new order. We're going to pass new legislation and we're just going to undo all of them. But you also need sheriffs that are going to refuse to enforce these things. And impeachment of governors, uh, Bree, is, is really called a recall. Um, I'm not familiar with any 
quote unquote impeachment at the state level. It's not quite what you call that, but it's actually the uh, recall. And the sad thing is, JC, as we work on our state legislators over the next two years, many, many states don't have a recall process for governors and legislators that work uh, outside their constitution and outside the consent and trust of the people. So uh, we have to, <laughs> we have to get control of the, uh, our, our state and local governments if we're going to really make a difference. And we have two years, right? We have got two years to make this happen. And I'm not sure, even Chris Ann, who is the the lady whose glass is always half full when it comes to the future of America. I'm going to be in a little bit of a blind spot in two years if we don't actually do something over the next two years. It's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. So, JC, how would you like to start off with a good laugh this this afternoon? Go for it. Go for it. I thought we already did. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's one that comes from NBC. NBC apparently has a page called Think. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> right there. But here we have Max Burns. Do you know who Max Burns is? I do not. I don't either. I didn't even and I didn't even take the moment to check out who Max Burns is. But Max Burns writes an article on policy politics and policy uh about the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing. You know how she talked about the false flag and how everybody's mad at her. Apparently they that. removed her from all her committees. Because she has different opinions. Yeah, because she has different opinions. Uh, Well, they first, in the morning, they promised to leave her alone. And so you have um, uh, Cheney. Liz Cheney, she and Liz Cheney were brought up uh, by the Republicans because Liz Cheney voted to impeach Trump. And she and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, you know, made those statements about... um, you know, false flags and stuff. And so the Republicans brought them up under review and decided they weren't going to do anything with either of them. So I guess that's when the Democrats came forward and said, you know, if the Republicans aren't going to do anything, we're going to do something, but we're going to do something to Marjorie Taylor Greene, but nothing to, to Liz Cheney because, you know, know, there've been, I mean, if you think her opinions are, are wacky, she's, she's by far not the first, House, how do you remember that have wacky Hank opinions? Johnson, who steps up and says that he thinks Guam might tip over. Right. If that's not just some kind of indication that you have mental deficiency, mental like you're, you're not mentally, you're not mentally capable of sitting right. on committees. So, no. Hank Johnson no. should not be on any, Hank Johnson shouldn't be in office, but no, should be on any committees. No. No. And then you've got Sheila Jackson Lee. If you think islands get heavy on one side and, and tip over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're probably not smart enough to be in Congress. <laughs> but here's the thing, JC, that this is this is not what made me, makes me laugh. So Max Burns says Marjorie Taylor Greene ovation shows why Biden and, and Democrats shouldn't deal with the GOP. And the subtitle is a greater indication of what made me laugh. So this is a leftist. Far left leftist policy thinker who says Republican members of Congress have not shown the necessary respect 
for their oaths of office to be treated as the loyal opposition. <laughs> I mean, I am just, I, I, I couldn't hold it, right? I'm, I'm like side splitting, crying, nearly peeing myself yeah. at the idea that these uber leftist, Democrat, socialist, anarchists are worried about or even have a stinking clue about an oath of office. It's been, I mean, it's been interesting to watch over the last several years the, the narrative shift uh, all the Democrats referring to the Constitution, and you're not following the Constitution, and all this sort of stuff. When it, it's like brand new, you if you rewound four years ago, you know from there back, it's just constant barrage of how bad the Constitution <laughs> is, how it needs to be changed, how it needs to be thrown out. And now Pelosi suddenly it needs to be followed. Madison, you know, right. they practically vomit at the mention of the founders' names. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like the exorcist when you know when you when you come at her with the cross and and all of a sudden Nancy Pelosi has to talk about the founding fathers and the constitution you expect her head that's to always, spin in circles and she starts puking up peace That's always the flip-flop with these guys whether Republican or Democrat really. But, I, I think that's why we get trolled on this show by the Democrats and the Republicans because we're we're consistent. You don't have to change your opinion. Yeah. So yeah. Four four years ago, Democrats hated the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Now they love it. Right. I mean, and it's just back and forth. Same thing. Republicans, it's for this one day, we're against this the next day. And it all is based on what the so-called opposition party is doing. Right. They change their stances. Right. And 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 this same thing with the the people, bless their heart, that come into the chat room. That the things that Barack Obama did, they were all okay with. And then they see yeah. Trump or a Republican do it and they're up in arms and they hate it and vice versa. Oh, yeah, because we've had, you know, we've got the perfect storm now of a king on the throne with Biden and all his proclamations right. that we're going to talk about so today. So every executive order Trump passed, they, they were losing their mind about, you know, a king and a dictator. And now Biden does it. It's okay. Same thing, same with, thing with same thing like, with Obama. Trump needs to do this. We need Trump to do this executive order. And now Biden's a king. But the interesting thing is Biden is writing executive orders to overturn the executive orders that Trump made. Right. And it's the same thing. So, guys, we said no kings in 1776. And we've got to get back to that mentality. Yeah. It's it's. It's schizophrenic. Because I want to talk about this article, Jason. If your folk, if your, if your driving philosophy is politics, yeah. If it's just based on politics, right? Then you're all over the map. You're going to be all over the map, <laughs> right? Right. So that's what this guy complains of the Democrats. And remember, that's what the Wisconsin governor said when the Wisconsin legislators were standing up against a governor violating his oath and violating the Wisconsin Constitution, the Wisconsin governor immediately accused them of being political when they were enforcing the Constitution. So you have this, this idiocy of all of a sudden you want to follow the Constitution. Now all of a sudden you're, you're political. But I got to talk about this because this was just, like I said, side-splitting for me. And I think it's a really good teaching moment, right? So so we have Max Burns, 
I'm surprised you're not Googling him. You're always my guy that's looking up who these I don't care are. who he is. <laughs> so the respect for their oath of office, right? So what is the oath of office? That I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And in the very first sentence, after a week of trying to bring Senate Republicans into bipartisan deal, Democrats have decided to move unilaterally to advance President Joe Biden's 1.9 trillion COVID relief plan. There is absolutely nothing constitutional about that very first sentence. Democrats don't even work unilaterally, though we have a bicameral house in which both houses are supposed to work. And within the house, there's supposed to be opposition. You're not supposed to do anything unilaterally in the House of Representatives. Number two, Joe Biden has no authority as the president of the United States to give out money, to have anything to do with taxing, spending, or anything. That's something that the House is supposed to do. And number three, the federal government is not delegated the authority to hand out charity because of the flu. So I just was like, come on, we've we've got to, we've got to do something about this. Well, that's and that's what it always is when you hear him begging for bipartisan means do what we say that's what bipartisan means it, it's 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 a it's kind of a code word for we're bullying you yeah. you you need to come and do what we say right. that's bipartisan you know dragon's talent is it giving us a, a grant super chat today but he brings up a really interesting question that i think a lot of people don't know he says, Chrisanne, can you explain why political parasites are not brought up? I love that. I call them political prostitutes, but the parasites works as well. Um, aren't brought up on ethics violations every time they try to pass legislation that violates the Constitution, state or federal, and violate their oath of office. Because well, they police themselves. Well, but there is no ethics. Right. There's no ethics law. So when you're a lawyer. You have an actual code of ethics to which you can be prosecuted. Mm. When you're in government, there isn't such a code of ethics. I mean, long time uh, Liberty First listeners, long time listeners can remember the frontline video that I played where, um, oh, and his name just popped out of my head, uh, was on the House floor handing out lobbyist checks from the tobacco companies right before the vote on a bill for that would benefit the tobacco companies. And yeah. right there on Frontline, he said, uh, Boehner, John Boehner. This was back when John Boehner was young and before he was he was actually Speaker of the House and all of that. Right there on national television, he says, well, you know, we're not breaking any laws when we do that. We realize it's not right but we're not breaking any laws. Which is nice when you make them. Yeah. When you're the one that makes the yeah. laws, you can say that. So, yeah. I mean, it's about, so why are they aren't held accountable? I mean, it, it goes to a, a long train of events and you go all the way back to, what is it? The 17th Amendment right. uh, that neutered the states from controlling their representatives in D.C. Yeah, so the uh, Senate, they the states are supposed to be able to revoke a Senate position. Right. On command. And then you add to That's the real recall process. You add to the the people withdrawing from the control of their their states and their state governments mm -hmm. as a check on the federal government. Um, 
then, of course, you have the 16th Amendment that allows the U.S. government to reach directly into your uh, your bank account and mm-hmm. take whatever money they want to fund whatever they want to do, which you which you know, was in combination with the 17th because it used to be the states were apportioned and here we pay our portion of the bill and that's it. And they could withhold the funding. Now they can't withhold funding because the federal government stepped around that and they could reach directly into the pockets of the people. So again, you don't have that state check on that. You don't have the people engaged in their state uh, to to control them. Uh, And then, you know, they have systematically invaded the education system, taken over the media and they can control the narrative. They can control the thinking and they make the laws and operate unchecked. And so they do whatever they want to do. But and so this the- is just ramped up and ramped up and ramped up till now. They you know, practically have com- complete control of the apparatus and are weaponizing right. it, weaponizing it against the people uh, simply for not sharing their same opinion or whatever. If if you don't have the 100 percent percent exact opinion you you were enemy of the state you now have guy you know you now have cia um cia uh, a, a former cia agent agent who led the counterinsurgency operation in iraq saying he needs to come here and use the techniques to target uh all of the citizens who don't agree with the democrats so it's just ramping 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 up completely unaccountable, out of control, and now it's turned against the uh, as a weapon against the American people. Well, to answer Dragon's Talent's question specifically, why aren't they brought up on ethics violations? But because they don't have an ethics code they make to the which they cannot be charged with right. ethics violations. And what's interesting, JC, is I really uh, also came upon the the information just recently because we've talked about the fact that the supreme court justices don't recuse themselves either so we have um uh alina kagan right we have a new case that's a, a new case that's coming up uh on obamacare well alina kagan was a solicitor general who was arguing in favor of the uh, Obamacare as the Solicitor General. Well, now she is a Supreme Court justice that is going to be sitting in judgment of the very piece of legislation that she was an, a legal advocate in favor of. And so she, by any ethics terms, in any courtroom around America, a judge would have to recuse themselves under that kind of thing. It would be an ethics violation. You would be disbarred, okay? You would be disbarred. And so I found out after long searching, because nobody makes this actually public, there are no ethical codes for the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. There is no code of ethics for the Supreme Court. Why? Because the Supreme Court is supposed to be held in their position based on um, good behavior. That's the ethics code is good behavior. And so we need to realize there's no there's no system defining or enforcing that. Right. But the House of Representatives is supposed to know that. Right. Right. Because our founders passed down all of the guidelines. They wrote down the criteria for good behavior. They even gave us in all their writings what bad behavior is. By the way, if you don't know what bad behavior is, 
it's an activist judge. And, and uh, defining good behavior is not really left to our devices because the people who created the office of the federal courts told us specifically what bad behavior was. And so, again, it's because we don't take the time to, uh, they don't, we don't take the time to learn what those who wrote the Constitution said. We don't take the time to actually influence our state and local governments. We have to take, they're out of control. Completely yeah. out of control. Thank you, Patriot Wolf. Woohoo! Yes, Kim, we read the comments. So uh, I wanted to share this with you. Uh, while we're still, I kind of like in the state and local um, section, maybe I'm going to call that. So I don't know if people remember um, Biden vows to allow more refugees into the United States. This is going to be another one of his proclamation things that he's going to do, his his royal proclamations. Sunny and I were talking about that today. She says, isn't there anybody in the Biden administration that would say royal pro proclamation, presidential proclamation? That sounds weird. Maybe we should use <laughs> right. a different word. Yeah. I mean, seriously, because the word royal proclamation, it just runs off your tongue out of habit. How can you not just think this is crazy, right? So if Boy, there's you, such a taste for kings. Yeah. Well, no, if you I mean, remember. We've gone back backwards. George W. Bush did this, brought in refugees. Hmm. Obama his whole refugee program was to force refugees on the states. And so once again, I'll remind you, and I'm going to have to dig up that article that I wrote those many moons ago about how refugee status is not part of the constitutional delegation of a uniform rule of naturalization. Because number one, a refugee is not a pathway to citizenship. And the only thing that we delegated to the federal government was to make a uniform pathway to to um, citizenship. citizenship. And we talked about this. Was it yesterday about the Liberian refugees that have been in the country for like 25 years? We have refugees from parts of Africa that have been in the country under refugee status for decades. So the the very evidence of the fact that we have refugees here for decades and they never actually become citizens is proof that this is outside the uniform rule of naturalization, which means are you ready, guys? I know it's sounding like a like a, a, a record on repeat here, but the bottom line is Biden can say all day long about refugees but your states and local government have the authority to refuse the presence of refugees in their state because it's not a power delegated to the federal government. Yeah, and this came out of the Jimmy Carter administration with the Refugee Act of 1980. Yeah. And it's just how, you know, further and further corrupt it becomes right. as as. The, as Congress, again, the legislature creates these extra constitutional um, 
abominations. Well, they do. They have increased the power of the president of the United States beyond his delegation because that Refugee Act <laughs> says that the president of the United That's States awesome. has the unilateral authority to determine who can and can come out, cannot come in the country. And what's amazing, JC, on that article that I write about, that I wrote about the refugee status, is our founders in Federalist 69, specifically Alexander Hamilton said that only kings have the authority to determine uh, whether people are denizens or citizens, right? Which is basically citizenship. And the Refugee Act creates a quasi citizenship status where you can live here without being a citizen. You can, it did it again, JC. We just went pink, purple. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you see that online. Mm, I don't okay. know what that is. So uh, where you can have this quasi citizenship status where you sit in our country for decades, getting the benefits of citizenship, but never submitting yourself under the law. So yeah. Welcome to the proclamation. Well, it's back to, again, back to, oh, you saw that flash? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, goes no back to what, what we talked about, Obama's, you know, uh, tr transforming, fundamental transformation. And, and part of that is is a massive influx of um, illegal aliens. Well, it must be the Biden administration taking like screenshots of us or something, the DOJ or the no, NSA I think it's or some something. Cord I don't know. Thing. Some cord. It's a camera thing. <laughs> so Biden is going to be issuing now all these proclamations to make Casey. the world better. Yeah. Right? So here we have, you know, because the Democrats are mad because the Republicans don't respect their oath of office. So now, you know, we don't talk about this, but we have the Democrats increasing pressure on Biden to cancel student debt loans. Mm -hmm. Right. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and other Democrats. Democrat, sorry, that was totally a Freudian slip. Democrats announced legislation calling on Biden to use executive power. To get rid of student loans and part of the reason this this is but similar Donald trump was a king yeah I mean, this is the same the, the motivation uh, is the same uh as the the letting more immigrants in and that sort of thing the the one the one one effect of this right it builds loyalty so who who's the party right who brought us in who gave us the free stuff who allowed mm -hmm. us that sort of thing so that's that's part of it. That's obviously it's not all of it, but uh, that's a benefit that they get when they right. do this, you know, trying to turn, trying to tr transform. They want to transform, you know, the, the, the way we conceive of our nation. Right. Um, you listen to AOC, this sort of socialist um, narrative. I was listening to Rob Smith again, responding to her that, several years ago when he was he was up there and then he was talking about how his army veteran and and individualism and you know and she went in her you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps that's not even that's not even a real thing like so she's a total <laughs> idiot but but that's the whole thing you bring you bring all this flood of folks showing up with this mentality of let's get free stuff because you know when you had 
and I think a majority of the immigrant culture mm -hmm. has been historically you come in and it's about hard work and getting the opportunity in America so you succeed and have these success stories. Uh, there's a different element. I there, There's more of the element now of just wanting to come to be able to receive the benefits and, you know, live. Even if you live, you, you come here and live in what we would consider poverty, it's still a massive step up usually from where you came from. So people more and more numbers of immigrants are willing to come and just, you know, be bottom feeders and suck off the pit of the government. Uh, so it, it's just a different, it's a whole transformation of global culture. It's not just American, American culture, but socialism has sank its teeth uh, into every nation around the world. So this benefits them in that tra in that that transformation to a socialist culture. And don't forget, I told and builds you loyalty. this whole thing about, uh, you know, about uh, people who are non-citizens being counted in the census mm -hmm. is going to be an effort to pack the House of Representatives. So you don't even have to buy votes. You just create them with a false, false number from the census. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, that's that's what we're going to be doing here. And, and we've got to be a people who are smarter than that. We've got to be a people who are in control of our state and local governments. Let's just be clear. Our state governments can enforce a constitutional census. All this stuff has to come through your state and local government. We don't have to be a part, uh, a part and party to all of this. Mm -hmm. We have a duty to say no. And that's it. So Biden, here, here's another one, JC. I'm just I'm pulling out all these things that Biden is going to to help us, you know, because it's a proclamation. Mm. Now we got our Royal proclamations yeah. coming out more identity politics, more to, identity you know, politics to gain loyalty. I'm doing you a favor. I'm helping you poor women. Right. Because by the way, women, you are victims and functionally incapable of doing anything without the man in Washington, DC helping you. And the Democrats this is the message. This no, is the, the message. And that's the thing. The Democrats are, are so, racist and misogynist they're they're constantly God, talking down to minorities and and women like you can't make it you're pathetic you're stupid yep you're lazy you know so you need us to do all this stuff for you this otherwise you can't you can't survive you can't achieve now the crazy thing is because they've seized the education system yep. you, you have idiotic uh people in these groups that that agree with it mm -hmm. yes i'm pathetic i'm stupid i'm so worthless that I need somebody to give me a check and and give me a job and and help right. me achieve. I can't pull myself up by my, by my bootstraps. That's an impossibility. We right. heard a we heard AOC tell us that. Right. So it, it, it's crazy. So back into the chat room for just one second. Uh, somebody asked, "What is the federal government's authority on immigration?" Well, the federal government's authority on immigration is to write the uniform rules of naturalization, the pathway to citizenship. What yeah. do you have to do to be a citizen? And the purpose of that is so naturalization means becoming an American, becoming an American. Right. So the purpose of that is in the design is so that everybody who's not an American knows there's one way to become an American. 
And what's the point of becoming an American? So you get the benefits of citizenship, right? Well, if you have states and cities and counties all running around giving benefits to people who are not citizens, then what is the point of actually being a citizen? And that's where the problem actually lies. So I, this headline, JC, cracked me up. Biden administration resurrects office to help women, quote, at the breaking point. At the breaking point. What exactly does that mean? I'm not. A, I'm what not is sure. a woman at the breaking point? Can you imagine if you came out and said that a uh, woman with two black eyes? We need. <laughs> we need a government administration to help black people at the breaking point. You know, I just as a woman, I am totally af offended by the whole idea that 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 I need the president of the United States to issue a royal proclamation and create an executive agency for gender equality, right? So here's my take on gender equality. You want to be equal with men? You want equal work with equal pay? Shut up your crying and whining. Get out and do the job because when you run around and go, I need the government to make me equal. Mm -hmm. I need the government to force somebody to pay me. I need the government. Blah, blah, blah. What you're saying is you recognize you are weaker. Mm -hmm. If you want to be equal, pull up your big girl pants and act like it. Right. This is a great, great reference. No man is an island. And that's what that's what historically made America different. We rejected that notion. Yeah. We said, in fact, every man is an island and, and should strive family. to be the strongest island he can be. Yes. And that's what builds strong communities. Right. The socialists go in the opposite direction. Like the individual has no value. You're worthless. No identity. I mean, that's how you, you can just grind right. up millions of babies and you know, kill people, starve people. And some people are less than others. It's okay. If old people die, mm -hmm. it's okay. If you know, the white people die because they've been, you know, advantaged, blah, 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 on and on with that, that same mentality. It takes a village, yada, 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 uh, communities and, and, and any, any multi-individual structure is built in an individual at a time. You're, you're as strong as the weakest individual. Mm -hmm. So it's, it always goes back to the individual. And it's the individual strengthening themselves when you're not dependent on somebody else to do it. Um, in fact, when you, you think from a biblical perspective, because you always hear the socialists try to hijack theological teaching, helping the poor, helping right. the poor. Well, the Bible defines the poor. It's those who can't help themselves. Here's the thing. If you don't have strong individuals who've built themselves up, how, 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 does, how do those who can't help themselves, how are those who are truly incapable ever to get any help. If you do not have a society built and focused on individualism, that society will inevitably collapse. Right. Period. That's it. 
Well, but you America, can't go in the other direction. America will collapse because it's not designed to be that way. America is built on individual rights and on self-governance. Humanity is not designed that way. to be that way. Right. Right. Absolutely. God, man, society, government. And, and it's the you, proper flow. Right. And it's it's all it always flows from the individual. By the way, JC, I just want to put out there Flip that. Flip that around and you're done. I am this this whole feminist thing really irritates me. Uh, the idea that to believe in the power of women, I have to somehow denigrate men. That is not power. That is insecurity. That is that is lack of power, and that is weakness. I don't need to denigrate someone else for me to have power. Chris Ann Hall is sitting here right now, be, not because someone else gave me an, a, you know, some privileged opportunity to be here. Chris Ann Hall is here right now because the God in heaven put on my heart something to do with a passion and a boldness of the Holy Spirit to do that. I don't need to make anyone feel bad or powerless for me to get here. And I sure as heck don't need for myself to feel powerless and wait for somebody else to do something for me. And I'm just sorry if that chaps somebody's hide, but you are not a feminist if your job is to make people look bad and to denigrate men. What you are is a pathetic human being. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. I'm done with that for the day. Amen. So, and I, I agree on the collective action thing, but you know, that starts, starts from the individual, right? The strength of the individual. And, that, and that's what they're trying to do away with. Because right. if you, yes. if you, if you destroy individualism, then, then you have collective thought, collective opinion, collectively enforced opinion. Everybody has to think the same, uh, you know, all agree the same. Yeah. Well, and then you have a, a society of people running around as victims. They can't do anything unless somebody else injects a pole at their butt to do something. Oh, yeah. And, she can and you cook. just sit around. What was that? Can you cook? She's an awesome cook. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But but then you have a, a, a society of victims running around doing absolutely nothing because you have people who have told them their whole lives they can do absolutely nothing until Joe Biden comes along and makes their life better or Ocasio-Cortez comes along and empowers them. I don't need empowerment from people. I have all the power in me that I need. So... You, you, I'm not letting go of this. I don't know why. This is just, it's such an affront. Right. It is such an affront on on the, the capability of a person to say, you are nothing unless I give you meaning. And that's what this ministration is all about. Yeah. You've got 48 proclamations from a president that declare you are nothing unless I give you meaning and define you. Well, guess now what's happened. Not only are you nothing until the administration gives you meaning and defines you right. when they redefine you, you be you who were something are now nothing 
because I said so, right? Because of the color of your skin, you can't, you can't possibly have done anything. You're actually, because of the color of your skin or your political ideology, you are now a domestic terrorist. So shut up and sit in the corner. Well, and, and collective action is not the same as collectivism. Yes. And that's, that's yes. the distinction here. Yes. Organization and activation is not collectivism. Yeah. What it is are individuals with like passions, like education, right. and like understanding. Coalescing for, the, for a purpose. By the way, you know, JC, that just came to my mind. You know where our confusion comes in? I think a lot of this stuff is rooted in, in the way we're taught. We are taught that America is a consolidation of states. We are actually a confederation of independent sovereign governments right. working together for a common goal, for their common welfare, for their common defense. Mm -hmm. We didn't become a single entity. We remained co we remained united in a united these United States, but we remained independent and sovereign in that. And when you have a society for 177 years that comes along and decides, oh, we're not actually a confederation, we're a consolidation, why else would you not believe that it would be impossible for individuals to actually be individuals and still work together? Yeah. As a thing. JC and I are married. Well, we joined a union together. Right. We didn't become one person. Well, and that's that that's been the redefinition of union. Yeah. Uh and I hate to say it guys. I mean, when you you look back to the time of Lincoln and all all that time period okay. and the uh even to the development of the pledge of allegiance that whole stupid ideology Which, that we're a, being a perpetual yeah, union. Perpetual union. One, means one that nation you under can't God. leave. That little word, indivisible. 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 And, 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 and we fight and defend. Oh, say the pledge. And you're a traitor. You don't say the pledge. Uh, pledge is not quite accurate. No. Not accurate. And it serves to undermine. The, what 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 is really the structure you the know, structure that our america is supposed to be right. our republic is supposed to be our founders when they talked about especially in the articles of confederation when they announced when they wrote in the articles of confederation that we were a perpetual union that was a declaration to foreign worlds that great britain couldn't break us up that foreign governments couldn't come it was a notice that we are a union of our choice of indefinite length you can't come and conquer one of us and make us part of you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a declaration that we are now a single entity that can never be separated again. That is yeah. completely not what that means. But we don't teach that truth anymore. So it's difficult to actually get people to understand that yeah. truth. And, it, and we do need patriotism. Uh, correct. It's just interesting how those vehicles are seated with I mean, just think about that one word, like most, most of the rest right. of the pledge is not as far as what it says, but then that one word in there that mm -hmm. just that one little seed that drives home this sort of consolidation, um, myth. Right. And kind of, myth. kind of, uh, uh, conceals some of the understanding of, of separate 50 separate sovereign governments. 
And so you have people with this, you know, thought process, not, not that that's the only source of it, but just the thought process that the federal government uh, is, it has the authority to tell all the states what to do, right? It, it, it is the, you know, the office that runs the country. And, right. and everything else is seen as some sort of subdivision, like you have the CEO and then all the little offices below that. And the president is the top guy and then everything below that, including the states and your cities and, and whatever. That's not how our, our, our country was designed. I'm going to take exception to what Dragon's Talon says here. He says, when public schools don't teach the Constitution except during Constitution Week nor civics, it's a wonder why people don't understand. Dragon's Talon, public schools don't ever teach the Constitution. They may mention the Constitution during Constitution <laughs> Week, but they don't teach the Constitution. Sometimes they teach I'm, disinformation yeah, right. from the Constitution. That's what's sad. So I say Even when they you. taught it, yeah. it, you probably wouldn't want what they teach. I'm going to put this back up because I want to say thank you to Mike for for actually being somebody who understands who Justice Story was and his yep, role in right. the fundamental transformation of America. Yep. So the last thing that I thought we'd go through really quick, JC, is just the new uh, royal proclamations of the day. So there's actually a new proclamation coming out today. It hasn't been published, but we have three from yesterday. And they're right in line with our proclamations that you love so much, the mm. royal proclamations. A royal proclamation on American Heart Month, because that changes people's lives. Lord have mercy. A royal proclamation on National Black History Month. Pretty sure we already declared National Black History Month a long time ago. We don't need a new royal proclamation. And a royal proclamation yesterday, because it's important to write these things down and give them out as royal proclamations, on National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. What a joke. The King's Royal Proclamation. Again, I, I just say I'm I'm gonna be with Sonny on this. Is there not anybody with half a brain in Washington, D.C. and going, you know, guys, I, I don't think that proclamation word is probably a good word to be using because it's Who is this just Cor weird. Corey Shield. Who is this person talking to? I don't know. What are you talking about? Now, that might be a troll. I don't know. Some Looney Tune. Oh. You trust God, but not his son. I'm not sure who this person is talking to. <laughs> well, guys. Are you talking to the Christian pastor? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Corey's name. Oh, I don't oh, rec recognize yeah. Corey's name, but. Don't be an idiot. Corey needs to stick around a little bit longer and, and figure out what show he's on. So, or she, he or she, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don't date teens. <laughs> yeah. That's not what they're talking about. National teen, teen dating, dating violence. violence. <laughs> it, is, it is violent to date a teen. That is very Don't bad. You're right, though, because that's very bad grammar. <laughs> Could be signaling. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. It's been fun and educational. Remember, we are a teach show, not a talk show. And we are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell, 
share, share, share. Help us overcome the AIs. Look at those likes, JC. How can we have so many people in a room and not that many likes? So make sure you hit that like button. Help us overcome it. I realize they pull some of that stuff away. Do it. But do it, do it, do it. Thank you. Also, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com if you want to learn on your own. Uh, we can help you do that as well. Jesus loves you. Call on him today. You can be saved and know where you will go when you leave this earth. God bless, guys. See you tomorrow.